I guess I must be live, so hello everybody, and welcome to our latest CTSS. This is our weekly talk, and it's 1-18-2024, and it is really cold out, I'm sure wherever you are, probably like me, it is very, very cold, and we had some snow for the first time in a while. Anyway, hope everything's good. So I have 10 cases for you, and let's get started. Okay, patient is chest pain. What do we see? There's a large mediastinal mass. It's eccentric to the left of midline, and it really tracks downward. It looks like it may extend into the patient's chest wall. You can see the extent of this on the axial and the coronal display. So what could this be? Well, it could be uh, lymphoma. That's a thought, right? Extension to chest wall, large eccentric mass. You could think of thymoma. You could think of teratoma, though I don't see any fat or calcifications. There's some enhancement. There it is on the PET scan, really, really increased uptake. Uh, this would probably point more, point surely to a malignancy, but eccentric large mass like this, really hot on PET, probably would push you to lymphoma, and Hodgkin's lymphoma was the correct diagnosis. Very good. Next case, mediastinal widening, incidental finding. Well, you see a large mass in the middle mediastinum, it's somewhat enhancing. There's a little bit of low density zones within it. You could again think of lymphoma. Lymphoma can involve the anterior, middle, or posterior mediastinum, or all of them. It doesn't look like a duplication cyst, which you can get in this location. It looks like a mass or adenopathy. It's somewhat vascular. You can go through metastatic disease, a good thought. You can go through infectious, inflammatory disease, a good thoughts. Uh, this is kind of a very, very unusual case. Other things that occur in this location, usually more vascular, would be paraganglioma. That's not a bad location for a paraganglioma. But when you see adenopathy that's slightly enhancing, you think of malignancy, you think of infection, and then when that's not the answer, you think about Castleman's disease. And this was a case of Castleman's disease of the middle mediastinum. Okay, another case, neck swelling. So you see multiple cystic nodes in muscle and in the uh, left neck region. So you could say, well, could this be uh, neoplastic, multiple nodes perhaps, cystic nodes in a patient with cystic Hodgkin's perhaps, involving muscle, that can happen as well. But one of the things you notice very quickly is you see the carotid arteries bilaterally, but you don't see the left jugular vein. The left jugular vein is occluded so now, now, malignancy obviously can include vessels, but another process which gives you adenopathy occurs in the cervical region, can involve muscle, and can have vessel occlusion is infectious, and the classic thing is cystic nodes from TB with muscle involvement and vessel occlusion. A really, really, really nice case. Okay, third case. You see a mass in the head of the pancreas, and you also notice a mass in the tail. Adenocarcinoma of the pancreas can be the first answer, but usually you don't have two lesions. Also, if you had a mass in the head of the pancreas like that, you would expect to see pancreatic duct dilatation and probably common duct, but you don't see either of those. You also see left periodic nodes, but you can have adenopathy with lymphoma, with pancreatic cancer. If you look at the coronal views, you see there is some mild early common duct dilatation. The left periodic nodes are there. There's nodes in the mesentery. So you got to think to yourself, multiple pancreatic masses of this solid and malignant could be metastatic. 
could be adenocarcinoma, though extremely rare. But another thing to consider would be lymphoma. And this is a great example of lymphoma involving pancreas. Usually we think of lymphoma displacing the pancreas when you have bulky adenopathy, but you can have primary involvement with masses in the gland. And this was a very nice example. Another case, solid mass, tail of pancreas, body tail junction to be more exact. There's no dilated duct. There's no substantial enhancement of the mass. The liver looks good. There's no cirrhosis. And I'll tell you this patient's female and in her 20s. This is a solid mass. You go through things. It doesn't look like adenocarcinoma. It could be a neuroendocrine tumor, though usually those are vascular. It doesn't look like serous cystadenoma, even the solid variant, which tends to be more vascular. This was an unusual case. We've shown a number of these, and we show a lot of this and discuss this on the website as well. And this was a spend tumor, solid and papillary epithelial neoplasm. Really nice example. Again, spends younger patients, usually female, can have calcification, can have cystic zones. Uh, spends are resected and survival over 90%. Another patient, cystic liver lesion. When you have a cystic liver lesion with an FUO, you say, well, could it be malignancy? Sure. You think about primary tumors, biliary cyst adenocarcinomas. You think about METs from GIST tumor, METs from ovarian cancer. But you also need to think about infection. There's rim enhancement, and there's, you can see as you get from the arterial to venous, the rim enhancement is particularly prominent and the low density around the rim especially well seen. It's a solitary lesion. It's in the right lobe. I don't see anything else but the effusions. This was biopsied and it was infectious. It was an amoebic abscess. Amoebic abscess classically involved the right lobe of the liver and this was such an example. Another patient eight weeks post Whipple's procedure, routine follow-up CT. You see several cysts, but then centrally in the right lobe of the liver, there's a low-density lesion with a rim to it, with that rim and the mucosal enhancement better seen on coronal view. And yes, a patient with Whipple's procedure, we've seen unfortunately METs occur a month or two after the patient's surgery, unfortunately sometimes, particularly patients with elevated CEA. But you also need to think about, even though this was a routine visit and the patient had no complaints, you always need to think about infectious etiologies, and this was a liver abscess. So don't always assume someone has recurrent tumor, particularly with this ring-like enhancement. You better be thinking about the possibility of abscess. Patient with pelvic pain, this was an IV drug abuser. You can see on the cinematic, the induration in the groin, there's some high-density foreign matter, which are broken needles. And then when you look at the CTA map, you can see very nicely, and I only gave you a couple of views, this large pseudoaneurysm off the femoral artery. And so we're dealing with a pseudoaneurysm off the SFA in a patient with IV drug abuse. A very, very classic, classic appearance. Okay, another case. Hematuria in a patient with sickle cell disease. The patient has had a splenectomy. You can see some of the clips. You look at the kidneys. I don't see any calcification. You can see bone changes, which are common in sickle cell. You look at the arterial phase, good cortical medullary differentiation. There's no scarring. 
I don't see anything really going on in the kidneys. There's no functional abnormality, at least on these two images. But then when you get the excretory phase, look at the left kidney especially, the upper pole. There's a golf tee appearance in the upper pole, which you very nicely can see right there. There are several other tiny appearances like that. This is the classic appearance you get in a patient with papillary necrosis. Nicely shown here as well. Again, the point we like to make is do MIP imaging when you want to look at the calyces. Look very carefully and you can see papillary necrosis. Now, it's not that common, but it is common in patients with sickle cell disease. Okay, so a really nice case, very nice example. I think this may be the last case, right lower quadrant pain in the ER. What could it be? It could be a cancer of the cecum. It could be a, the terminal ileum is obstructed. It could be lymphoma. Could it be an abscess? I guess it could be. That's a possibility, though I don't like it quite as much. Again, you can see the terminal ileum is being obstructed, probably being involved as well. So lymphoma, colon cancer, you can get appendiceal carcinoma invading into the cecum. Um, what do you think this is? Well, it was a cecal cancer with obstruction of the appendix. Every once in a while, when you're looking for appendicitis, this will be the presentation. So it's something really good to think about. And with that, I've done the 10 cases. It's our third Thursday, which is hard to imagine, of the month, which is why we had the presentation. And I hope you enjoyed the cases, and I hope you have a great day. Bye, everybody.